What's up, guys and gals, fellow whiskey sippers? We are back. This is Whiskey Biz Podcast. And, uh, you know, here for your favorite reviews on whiskey under $30. Uh, tonight, we do have a special guest with us uh, coming all the way out from Pennsylvania. Well, not coming out. Um, he's he's joining us on uh, a live streaming app. Um, and uh, yeah, Chris, how's it going out there? Good, guys. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Of course. It's nice having you. Um, did you uh, want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, kind of what you do? So yeah, my name's Chris. I um, started a little bourbon review channel myself. Once I started collecting all the bourbons, I figured I might as well give my two cents in it. Um, just to give a kind of an, an idea of what I like and what I don't like. Um, my YouTube channel is called Bourbon of the Week. Also on Instagram, Bourbon of the Week as well. Uh, I, I kind of keep it simple with mine. I don't go too in-depth with everything. Um, just more of a price, taste, drinkability is the the way I roll with it. So Feel free to check those out anytime. But other than that, yeah, I'm excited to be with you guys today. You got a you got a cool thing going on here. We appreciate it. And you do have some pretty cool rankings. Yes. Yeah, so I do rank it, like I said, price, taste, drinkability on a scale of 10. Um, I use that system to kind of keep it in an order so you can kind of see what I like better. Um, I like to keep the price in there just because it kind of, you know, a $30 bottle that's not as good as a $100 bottle as long as, you know, the the reference point there with the price. Right. Right. Awesome. Has anybody, I noticed that you gave away some free bottles for people that guessed the right rating. Has anybody like gotten it to the T? Um, I had one person guess the exact score one time, uh, which was pretty cool. It's nice to, it kind of gives you a little bit of a verification that makes you, at least I know I'm, I'm close to what other people think on some of these bottles <laughs> yeah. as well. Right. That's gotcha. awesome. Gotcha. That's awesome. So just to go into a, another quick uh, thing, we... Uh, Charles has decided that he's going to be on and off of the podcast. So you may notice in our future episodes, Charles will not be. Yeah, he'll he'll be off for a few. Then he might come on one and then be off for a while again. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. But otherwise, everything's normal. So you know what I did forget to say, though? Oh, yeah. that we can be offensive and inappropriate. <laughs> yes, the whiskey yeah. biz side is Chris is uh, Chris is good over on the uh, bourbon of the week. But we're on your channel today, so we'll do whatever we got to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So this week, uh, Chris actually gave us a cool recommendation of uh, Bowman Brothers. There we go. Single barrel, right? Or is it small batch? Small batch, yep. Small batch. So this this is actually, if you're in California, it's going to be a little tough for you to um, find because we had to order it. I don't remember. I think he came from like St. Louis for us. Yeah. And it's $29.99 online. If you're in California, you're probably going to pay about $14 in shipping and tax. So it comes out to be about $44, but it still does hit our under $30 price tag because we focus on the price, not on shipping. <laughs> yeah. So, so we wanted to give this a try, uh, Chris, and it was easier for Chris because you didn't have to buy a bottle. Right. I right. Yes. I already had a bottle sitting on my shelves. It's usually always <laughs> one of the ones that's always on my shelves. Coach, you want to give the uh, pop? Yeah, I can do the pop. Also, just so you guys know, this week I will be as coach, or you might hear Topher, um, since we have our guest as Chris Hill. He gets to earn that this week, I guess. It's cool. <laughs> when you just came from practice, I did. Oh, oh not bad. Soft. It's a good. It's it's a good uh, good pop. Is that an actual cork? It is. I like that, Chris. I don't know if you knew this, but I'm very big on corks. I, I'm the same way. I like a good bottle pop. It just makes the experience a little bit better, you know? Yes. Yeah. The rubber corks are okay. Um, and then 
a twist top is basically a no-no for me. So I got to ask what's your, what's your thoughts on like a wax seal? Um, are you talking like, like makers, makers mark? Yeah. Makers is one. There's a few others that have, I think I did like, I don't know if you guys have ever done like Hudson whiskey, baby bourbon. It's the least oh, yeah, recommended yeah, yeah. bourbon I can ever put out there for myself oh, at really? least. Um, but yeah, there's wax seals. Sometimes I just can't get them off. I don't know what it is. You know, I, I really don't like makers wax seal because they're trying to hide that they have a screw top. <laughs> exactly. Exactly <laughs> what they're doing. So if it's a wax seal, I mean, I guess, I, I guess, uh, doesn't knob do that too, Devo? Uh, knob does have, have a kind of like a, on it. Yeah. kind of a thin wax though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Makers is kind of a pain. Yeah. But we also aren't big makers fans. So no, I'm definitely not. What was what we had in Vegas? Was that members? That uh, was, that was yeah. Russell's reserve tenure. No, no, the, no there, was, yeah, there was yeah. makers in that one as well. Um, so, so I do like the design of the bottle, like the, oh, the yeah. bottle itself. I didn't even talk about that. Well, it's though. because uh, we we do have, uh, it's a little different for us right now since we are doing a video as well. Yeah, I'm all thrown off. <laughs> it does it does have, you know, almost looking like an arch to it in terms of like how the bottle kind of looks. The outer portion kind of reminds me of like a horseshoe. Oh, like yeah. It's a horseshoe shape yeah, and then filled thing. in. It makes me think of those uh, potions from Disney movies. That's what I look at it as. Isn't there what so Emperor's in the group? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So oh, when I first crazy? got started, I uh, I used to buy bourbon strictly like my first five or six bottles was strictly on how cool the bottle would look because I knew nothing about what I was getting. I was started <laughs> with Jack Daniels drinking whiskey, so you know Definitely. I wasn't really. But the bottle look was what I went for, and this was actually one of the first ones that I picked up and was like, this is something I could drink every day. So yeah, it's a really cool bottle. Has an actual cork. The top's kind of a bigger round wooden piece. Um, and I believe it's 90 proof, right? Devo, you yeah. have the bottle in yeah, front it's of you. 90 proof. And yeah, it's, there's nothing, uh, no, no disappointment on the visual aspect. It definitely, right. if they had this here, I guarantee you Devo would have tried it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I too, Chris go off of, uh, how the bottle looks. So that's it. Sometimes it's all you need. And yeah. then I don't know if we mentioned it is Virginia based. I was going to yeah. ask that next. So. I, this is the only, I believe my only Virginia based bourbon that I've had. And this will be mine for my first two. So yeah, I don't think I've had any from Virginia. I mean, shoot, really, the furthest west was Texas, uh, outside so of Kentucky. Far? Yeah, west. So west. I got you. Yeah, gotcha. um, I'm sorry, well, not Cali. west. The furthest east <laughs> outside of Kentucky, Kentucky is. Yeah. I'm directionally challenged, Chris. Yeah. Thank you You're for the same. I'm the same way. <laughs> but it's cool. So um, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> Yeah, what do you guys? Did you get your so sniff? So on Devo? the nose, I haven't, I haven't gotten my sniff yet. But um, you guys can go ahead and take your sniff. Well, before I get any flavors, it's very welcoming. The sniff is like, you know, it smells like bourbon. Smells like it's going to be nice and smooth. Yeah, um, like a soft scent. It makes you. It reminds me of uh, Four Roses. Yeah, a little bit. That's kind of what I get out of it. Kind of a little spicier to me than Four Roses. Remember, my nose hasn't trained like you guys yet. So. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm like a puppy it. dog that, out here. That's how I am. I smell it. I'm like, yeah, it smells like alcohol. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely is definitely some alcohol in there. It's I'm, I'm not as... a little cherry for okay. for like a sweetness to it. Getting a little bit of a cherry, definitely oak in the scent as well. Um, it's not heavy on. It's not super spicy, and I right. don't think it's a lot of anise compared to a lot of others. Right, right, and uh, I, I have a feeling it's mainly because of the small batch portion of it. So could be, I don't know why, but I'm kind of getting a feeling of like long branch. That's the scent that I get from this a little bit. Okay. 
That's one of the ones that has stuck in your nose. Yeah, that, that's like stuck in my <laughs> yeah. nose. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy that you picked two of my favorite bourbons right off the bat there, the small batch yeah. and the long branch. I love both of those. So Long branch is incredible. And we our liquor store by us has it for $30. Yeah, it's not a bad value at all. And then you no, have Matthew a, McConaughey in your head singing the little all right, all right, right all right behind it. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, it definitely did trip me out. I think like I'm not a big whiskey person at all. And so when they first were giving me, it was like Knob Creek. It was Redemption Rye. Didn't really like those. And then uh, when they started this podcast, because I was late coming on, uh, that made me try that one. And I was like, oh, dang, that's actually pretty good. I actually could drink that. You and me have a similar taste. I'm not the biggest Knob Creek nine-year fan. And then the Redemption was not on the top of my list at all. So sorry Devo <laughs> it's all good Devo <laughs> loves his, there's uh, only one person that ooh. likes his knob <laughs> is that Ariana <laughs> it is Ariana his wife <laughs> it uh yeah it's it has a nice scent it does overall and the the taste is it like pairs or, or I should say it, it comes over to in the taste as well like on the oh. palate is mm -hmm. is really good there is a bit more spice to it than I was expecting uh just because you don't get it as much on the nose but um, but it's not overpowering right Right, it's smooth. It's, it's a little extremely warm. smooth. This is a nice one. Uh, what was it? Was it uh, Four Roses that I said it was like a nice nightcap? Yeah. 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 Because it's smooth. If you aren't really feeling like the last thing I want is something that lingers going to bed. Mm -hmm. I want it to so, be there a little bit, but sorry, guys. So that spiciness that you talk about, the weird thing about this one for me is a lot of those like rye spices will usually come out. But for this, mm -hmm. it almost feels like a like a hot sauce spice more than like yeah. an actual like herbal spice or something like that. I right, that. right. Like it's more of just black pepper. Like right. Pepper. Yep. Yeah, definitely some leather in there, huh, Devo? <laughs> yeah, actually, there kind of De is, yeah. Devo's to really good at picking up oak get, and leather. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting too much oak on it right now, but uh maybe in the swish but do you enjoy the oak and leather or is that not i do actually okay, yeah. especially See, when that's, that's why we don't like <laughs> <laughs> that's why we differ in our opinions i'm not the biggest oak guy which is okay. crazy because you pick up like a a 15 year old bourbon and you're like why is it this too oaky for me but at the same time what was i expecting when it right, sat in an right. oak container for 15 years all right so until, oh, oh there, there it is, is. gotcha <laughs> we did, lost you for a second did you catch us uh, yeah i didn't know where you went there <laughs> okay um so i was saying that the i've i'm not a huge oak fan but i'm i've been really interested in the toasted oak okay the ones that are like uh aged in two barrels yeah like with the woodford reserve double oaked that I was love that one it's really interesting i really want to try the elijah craig uh toasted Okay, like I just got oak. that. Yep, toasted oh, did barrel. You? Yep, I just picked up one of those the other day. They finally hit Pennsylvania here, so nice. They're not cheap here. So, and yeah. I think that's like a ninety dollar bottle here. I don't really, know if that much there. So that's the only good thing about Pennsylvania is kind of good and bad. So it's state run, so there's no real competition. Basically, you just got to be mm. lucky if your particular store gets that bottle. But at the same time, everything is for the most part MSRP, so you're getting it at the right cost at least. But Nobody has like any type of relationships to build with managers or anything like that. I don't know if that's how it is out there. And then they have allocated drops as well. So it's online drops at Wednesday. You just got to be lucky to be on the website or it hits the store and you got to be one of the first ones in line. Oh, Dang. wow. Dang. That's crazy. So yeah, definitely got to be a part of the club then, huh? Right. Every you got to be on every Facebook group. You got to be in every you know Discord message and yeah, somebody right. drops a hint and you got to be there. You're just waiting for it. It's like always have Pokemon cards and basketball cards and all that right now. Mm -hmm. How crazy that is.
Yeah, you got to um, have that budget set aside for <laughs> whenever that bottle drops. That's exactly what it is. You just got to wait for it. For he, sure. Rob would definitely be in trouble with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm in a grand for like the last month <laughs> on bottles. It's. I had to take not, a month off. I hit, uh, we went to Jersey. Her, my wife's sister-in-law lives in, or my wife's sister, my sister-in-law lives in Jersey. So we went over there and they have a little bit better allocations so you can get better bottles and dropped a little too much money. So I had to take a month or two off here to, to catch up to the budget. Catch up. Definitely. Um, do you know, right. I'm definitely right. getting the cherry on the taste. Yeah. What about like a spaz attack over here? Uh, no, I, I was, I was making sure I wasn't like Missing swallowing anything. into the microphone. <laughs> like Andrew? Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely. I, I feel like cherry. And then on the nose, when I, when I went back to it, I was like, Oh, you know what? There's like an apple kind of fruity uh, smell to it as well. But I think of the honey from mm -hmm. uh, what was that that we just had that had honey in it? Hickory? No, not Hickory Hill. No. Oh, it could have been Hickory Hill. It might have been Hickory Hill. Um, but the spice, it's not a very spicy bourbon on the palate. No. It's very mild spice. But I, I do think Chris did hit it where like for the spice, it is a little bit more like a hot sauce spice rather than what, mm -hmm. we've, what we've talked about more for peppery. spice before. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's uh, it's good though. I really do enjoy it. Diva, did you do your swish? No, I just did my second sip. But I did do oh, my swish. Actually. I'm like on my like fourth sip now. I know it's oh. pretty tasty. <laughs> it is pretty tasty. I did my swish. I, I can taste a little bit more of the peppery. I guess you would say or spice. Um, the anise doesn't really hit as bad mm -mm. or like as much. I should say. Um, oh, it is a little different. Doesn't really have much rye in there. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's it's nice. It's again, it's definitely one. This is another situational bourbon for me. Yeah, I would like, say so. It's when it's one to have on the shelf for sure, though. Yeah, if you I can find enjoy it. it. That uh, like you said, that sweetness. I never beat it. Once you said apple, my brain kind of kicked in and was like, there is almost like an apple note to this. Um, again, I'm not the best at picking out those, but when people say them or you read them or you look them up or something like that, it finally clicks and you take one more sip. That fruit sweetness does taste almost like an appley sweetness, and then ends off with that, like we've all talked about, that spice at the end there, which is that kind of a nice combination. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. I'm I'm thoroughly pleased with this. I mean, fun. even honestly, if you were to tell me I had to pay forty bucks for this, I would pay forty bucks for it. I can see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't Same. be disappointed, especially on the bottle. <laughs> Maybe we've had some bad thirty dollars bottles. Should we have bad like thirty five dollars bottles? Was it, how much was Cali whiskey? Uh, Cali 30? 20. Yeah. By the uh, way, if, if Cali ever 30. comes to you, just pass. Is it a whiskey? It, it is. It is. Uh, gotcha. It's a California cinnamon whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, it's like a, um, it's like the Trash. nice, nice sister Trash. of uh, Fireball. <laughs> Fireball's redheaded slut sister. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's better than that. It's like smoother. It's a little more whiskey flavor. Okay, but it's just it's too much cinnamon for any of us. Gotcha. It's definitely yeah, I'm a not, mixer. I, I'm I would not put the it biggest in a mixer. cinnamon fan. That's fair. We aren't either. No. no. Um, Devo, did I see you do your swish? Yes, I did do okay. the swish. And How I'm, was it? I'm, Oh, it was it was really good, and uh, like it's it's one where like I poured a a pretty much a Devo pour for the first pour, and um, I'm I'm having to hold myself back from from going Chugging. any further. Yeah, I'm actually surprised on that too. Sorry, Rob, I didn't mean to cut you no, off there, good. but um, I actually poured a little bit more than what I normally do because normally I have what's in my bottle or glass now, and uh, no, nah, I mean I've had like four or five sips, and it's actually good. Like it's it's very good. Um, it's it's I think the best swish I've had so far. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's because it's not heavy on the anise. 
Right, right. Now Chris, that can oh. overpower it and all of that. So, Chris, do you do like do you swish your whiskey much or not too much? I don't usually. So I usually, again, I'm newer to the world. I usually just take the you know do the smell, try to figure out what I can get, take my first sip. And usually the first sip for me, at least, is always obviously a little bit harsher because it's at, especially if it's your first piece of you right. know, sip yeah. of alcohol for the day. Mm-hmm. So it's that second sip that I'll usually take to actually justify what I'm thinking in my mind. But the swish, actually, you guys talked to me about that before we got on here. And that it's definitely a different experience when doing that. So it's actually cool that I can now add that to my arsenal of things to do with my whiskey before fully judging it. Yeah, I don't think you, I think it just helps to bring out the spice, not so much right. anything else. The spice really comes in heavy on the swish. Um, and I feel like it could help with fi- like the proofing a little bit. So we talked about this is 90 proof. You get a little bit more of that. Is it really as harsh on the alcohol or is it the flavor that you're getting? True. Right, right. The higher the alcohol, usually the more your tongue tingles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one's not as bad, not that bad in terms of like, like it's an, it's a great finish. I, I don't know. I didn't bring that part up, but it's a, I, I would say like a medium to long finish for me. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of weird because it does linger for a while, but it's not a strong finish. It, it lasts, it sits there nicely for a long time and kind of to my point where I don't want something that's going to be like overpowering my palate going to bed. This one, I could go to bed with that taste. Right. And like not wake up feel... in the morning and feel like you had like smoked three cigars last right. night or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Speaking of cigars, would you uh, would you pair this with no. a cigar? I don't. I personally no. I think it's too mild. Okay. So I've been trying to get into cigars myself. I don't know anything about them. I smoke. My buddy's like try an Ashton, and I've tried an Ashton, and I like it. I'm a mild cigar guy, I guess is what people tell me. But I would be interested in knowing more about pairings and stuff like that as well. You know, I, we are very big on, I think, across the board. Devo's actually more of a rye guy, even though we do more bourbons than anything on this. Yeah. Um, I think it's just because there's more of a market for bourbon, right? There there aren't nearly as many ryes out there as there are bourbons, Absolutely. especially in the price point that we try and hit. Right. Oh, shit, that was a big pour. That was a nice one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charles pour. This Shout is, to Charles. you know, Charles isn't here. So someone's got, you know, you like juice. it when you accidentally pour too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, we prefer rye with, uh, cigars though. Cause I think the cigar is so strong. Even if it's a mild cigar, you lose so much of the flavor from a good smooth bourbon. So are you more of a mild cigar? Like a, a I don't know. I like a heavy. Term. So a like heavy, I think it's bold. A Nadura wrapper. So like a dark wrapper. Okay. So like the black wrapper, I like that more. That's not a <laughs> wow. I there just went that route and I didn't even intend to. Yeah, Whatever you're into, it's 2021. <laughs> yeah. so it's no I'm one of those white guys that likes Kanye, I guess. There like you go. Everybody's been talking about. Um but yeah, that's usually what I sip, or I'll go high proof. But that can get dangerous, especially if you're new to cigars, because that right. can put you in a kind of a well, funky headspace. Well, the days. Next day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of like it's not technically a crossfade, but kind of right. Um, But yeah, this this is thoroughly enjoyable. Any other thoughts on the taste, the smell, the the swish? I'm not getting anything else to really like add to it right now. Like I'm I'm content with what I've said. (laughs) It's actually a very simple whiskey to me. Right. Like there aren't a lot of flavors. It's smooth. Um, 
but yeah, there's not a lot to pick up on. I think once you said the pepper, as opposed to like a anise or like a nutmeg, the yep. pepper hits it perfectly. And then the apple, I get a little more cherry than I get apple, but yeah. the fruitiness comes through. And then you get a little extra spice in there that lingers. And then that slight ethanol, but not much at all. Mm-hmm. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Um, Steve, are there berries in this? <laughs> I don't know, but they're a fruit, apparently. Oh, Chris, Chris, I don't know if you knew this. There's a big joke, running joke with us. Devo doesn't think berries are fruit. He just thinks they're berries. No, he does now because it's 2021. Remember, that was his argument. <laughs> yeah, I that thought was that was argument. just his dingleberries. It's only it's fruit. only recently become classified as a fruit. <laughs> yeah. 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 And in Devo's world, yeah. yeah. Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with that being said, should we jump into what uh, I couldn't find any reviews or um, anything from Bowman Brothers, but I went to Breaking Bourbon, which is kind of our go-to. Yeah, Um, love them. Look at them all the time. These guys are amazing. I don't know if it's one guy, if it's guys. I don't know. I'm going to just say guys. It might be ladies. These people are amazing, to be politically correct. (laughs) Um, So they say, so it's 90 proof. It's um, aged between six to seven years. Um, Chris is really good at talking about this on his, um, I think you, do you put the mash bill on your, uh, yeah, if, Instagram if, they, page? if I do find the mash bill, I, I try to put it on the Instagram and the YouTube and everything like that. So, all right. So I'm dumb. So what the hell is that? So that's basically the, the, so most of them use a gr- three to four grains. Basically it's gotta be at least 51% corn. Um, and then right. we obviously talked about rye, something like the maker's mark that you guys don't like is a weeded bourbon. So they'll do corn, wheat, and then the malted barley. Um, most are three corn, wheat, malted barley or corn, rye, malted barley. Again, I don't know what this one is. is does it say on there? If this it's is undisclosed, undisclosed mash bill. So I don't like a weeded bourbon as much as I like a rye bourbon, just like you guys. So I tend to stay away from the maker's mark. People talk about like the wellers of the world, but. Mm-hmm. Where did you put your most recent mash bill video? Was that on Instagram? I just watched um, it the other day. I believe it was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys do, uh, was that your story? Is it on your page? Yeah, it was on my story. I can reshare it or put it on my page as well. But Yeah, if you guys have any questions on that, Chris does a really good job of sharing that portion on the mash bill. Um, reach out to him. I guess say you, you know his Instagram now. So uh, yeah, and we can if, share it on if our... If they don't, Chris, you mind saying it again? That's bourbon of the week on Instagram and YouTube. Check it out. Perfect. Um, so well before that, oh, sorry. Can, can I just say something too? No, you yeah, can't. sorry. I've been no. talking a lot. <laughs> no, Devo, Devo's not allowed to talk tonight. So he's got 50 words cap. Cause, uh, what I do like about your show, Chris, is that you have what it's called, uh, bur- the bourbon bomb, right? Bourbon bomb of the week. Yes. Yeah. And, and, uh, so that's just going into like a little bit of the history of, of the distillery or like, so yeah, I, I try to do, if I've already done the history of the distillery, just kind of learn something rather than just, Hey, here's some random kids review on, on this whiskey that you don't really care about. You, so, um, we did like blade and bow does a Solera aging process, or we go over, like you said earlier in the show, I've done mash bills. I've done, you know, different type of processes, and then obviously the um, the distilleries and getting into a little bit of the history of those as well. Just so, again, you get to learn something while you're watching them. Definitely. Now, Chris, have you made it to Kentucky yet? I have not. I actually had planned to right before the pandemic hit. We were going to go summer Lovely. 2020. And then, of course, everything kind of shut down here. So we're in the hopefully I'm trying again for this summer, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's definitely on my bucket list to make it out there. 
Absolutely. The the Kentucky, the bourbon trail and everything like that is, is exactly. one I want to do. It's pretty cool. Go ahead, um, Rob. Sorry. So the nose is a welcoming aroma of brown sugar. Anybody want to sniff again? Because I didn't get brown sugar. I actually didn't either. You know I did because I get it all the time. <clears throat> then we have sweet cinnamon, oak, and a twinge of floral potpourri. Okay. Floral potpourri. I wonder yeah. if that's where I was getting the apple. I've only Maybe. recently I've only recently got married. I didn't know what potpourri was for a long time. <laughs> yeah, right? so I don't know if I get much of that on the nose. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, so a quick swirl of the glass brings forth a bouquet of additional sweet notes of candy apple. Mm-hmm. There you go, Devo. Peach and custard. Ah, oh, peach. Oh, Didn't custard. get the peach. I think peach. <laughs> <laughs> Apple can come through, I think, in a bourbon, but peach and custard seem to just kind of maybe that's why it's mellow. Yeah. But I think it's hard to pick on, up on those. Personally, at least. It's a pleasant nose with a fair amount of complexity that surprised me quite a bit. So not me. Surprise breaking <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> Us too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the palate, it's oily and thick mouthfeel is immediately noticeable. I didn't I, get like oily too much, but it but it does have a, a a decent like thickness to it. I do I do agree with that. It does, and I guess I did get a little bit of the oily at the beginning, but it didn't really. You didn't pick up on that, and you always do for the. Oily. I know because <laughs> I, I think like scotch is oily, so. Um, you got something to say there, Chris? You, look do like you guys, uh, you guys, put any onus on like uh, the color or anything? I never really dived deep into oh. it as far as did it, did we it's say an age on this or not? It's six to seven years. Six to seven um, years. You say that. The the color that Breaking Bourbon says is straw, which I've never heard it. I've heard like amber, straw? like light yeah. amber, amber and Copper, dark amber, dark pretty much amber. And the only dark amber we heard of was uh, double oak. Double oak. Double oak. Most are like a amber. Right. Um, but I would say this is more like a light amber, maybe like a honey. Yeah, it's definitely a lighter color. Mm-hmm. It isn't, and that's surprising because age six to seven years, usually it gets a little darker. You would think. That's why I was curious if, so again, maybe, you don't never, you never know what an, different ages are going to do to it, but I would think, maybe, like you said, this was going to be a little darker. Yeah, maybe the barrel's more toasted and not as char- not charred as much. I don't know. I don't know if they can yeah, do that. We found that out on Double Oaked episode, so. Yeah, that was pretty cool what they do to that one. So... Um, vanilla toffee, roasted nuts, and toasted oak hit with medium intensity. Okay. Despite having sweeter flavors, the palate is quite dry overall and keeps the sweet flavors in check. Yeah, it's not overly sweet. Yeah, and I, and I can not... definitely, I, I get the, the dryness of it. And I think that's yeah. how it's, uh, like the finish is a little bit longer and lingers a little bit too. Which it's interesting. You say it's oily and dry. <laughs> right right i i don't think i've heard those two put in the same and a, a thick mouthfeel it's interesting um but i don't disagree it's a little rough around the edges but has a decent core and i don't know if i'd agree with that i don't think it's that rough around the edges i was gonna say it's pretty it's pretty easy drinking if you ask me and it says right up at the beginning that it's you know in, inviting it's kind of open up to all that all that flavor and everything so i don't find yeah. it too rough do you think it's just because of the the spice? Like the when you first taste it, you get kicked in the face in a sense a little bit, just because of like I do at you, least when you, I drink. You mean it. like the like with the pepper spice yeah. type deal? Like right away, I I taste that and I taste the heat, and then 
it goes away and it's calm after that like a storm i guess you could say yeah i didn't really get it didn't hit me hard right um, it was very mild even on the first sip to me it was pretty it was you just knew you were getting an easy drink now i don't know if i would recommend this like do you guys think if would this be like a beginner bourbon for you because i don't know if i would recommend this for a beginner bourbon but that's what i kind of feel like uh coach is saying here where it does kind of it presents itself a little bit differently rather than your traditional like basil hayden's is one of my go-to like very light very easy very smooth mm -hmm. 80 proof nothing different about it yeah that's a good point devo has a different outlook on <laughs> yeah, it yeah i do i i tend to give uh the new whiskey drinkers a, a little bit of you know, starting with Stag Junior or something. Oh, he just smacks or, in I, the face I, for Yeah, I, I give them a rye, and then if they if they're complete, like I I tend to watch how they react to it. He wants the so oh that, shit face. That's what. It is. Well, there's that too. <laughs> I, I I do get that. Uh, you know, like, you get pleasure like out of that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But at the same time, like uh, I'll give them a rye, see if they like that type of spice, and then I'll drop it down to a a, a different type of bourbon. Um, this one I probably would give to like the curious. Not necessarily like, hey, you know, uh, I've never had alcohol, but the, right. the curious one okay. that, that wants to get into. So my question bourbon. would be, and I know, Chris, you don't know my cousin, but my cousin is a hoop, um, but he's he tries to act like um, he likes alcohol. And so when we we gave him Old Tub, or you guys gave him, excuse me, Old Tub for his birthday, um, would you invite him to try this then? I don't think that this would be a one. He would like this. But if you're trying to introduce him the way that you're saying, I don't think that this would be one you would bring. This isn't one that I would first give to Andrew. No, I, I'm going oh, to, I'm going to make sure, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I, I punch him in the face. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have plenty of $20 bottles I can give him. <laughs> I got a couple bottles I don't like myself. I can <laughs> Evan Williams, you know, or I have plenty of Jack to give him. That is true. Yeah. Well, uh, Chris, I think we talked about this in the past, but we aren't Jack fans. Right. You guys are Jim Beam fans, right? Yes. Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Oh, you guys, we don't, we don't see eye to eye on that one. I'm, I'm Jack <laughs> through and through. So, so you like uh, gentlemen though, right? I do like gentlemen as well. I do like I'm pretty much the whole Jack line. They have a bunch of, they have the, I haven't even tried any of the, so they started like with the single barrel Jack stuff and I haven't tried them yet. And I don't know why I see them on the shelves all the time, but I just haven't picked them up. I think um, gentlemen's better than single barrel. So that's interesting. I've actually heard a couple of people say that. Um, I do like the I gentleman, guess. but we'll see if, uh, I'll try one one day and we'll see what we'll see what we get there. But Jim Beam, I just I don't know what it is about it that I don't like. Uh, is it just too sweet? Because it has I think a, little it's a little bit of a sweeter sweet. feel. It's, it's not, not even like the the entire Jim Beam line. It's it's just those lower like the Jim Beam Black and the Jim Beam Double Oak and the Jim Beam Devil's Cut and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, we had discussion about tasting those and we're like, nah, we'll go to better stuff. We did. I did all four at one point, and it's they're very similar across the board. There's a few little nuances between all of them, but yeah. not too much to to spend a, the money on all four. Definitely, even though I mean they're what eighteen dollars, sixteen to twenty dollars. Right. They're pretty cheap, but yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad buy if you want to mm -hmm. try it out. But yeah, it's they're they're nothing to write home about. Yeah, that's like uh, that's one of my shot. If I'm gonna get Jim Beam, I'm gonna take shots of it personally. Same yeah. with Jack though. Jack, it's Jack and Ginger, Jack and Coke. Or I'm just taking shots. Well, like the, I can't. Yeah, I was, I was gonna I say the, the the lower end Jim Beam. We're still just putting it in Coke. If if we really don't have any whiskeys outside of that, but I mean, now looking at our collection, now nah, uh, we'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our collection or Rob's collection? My hey, collection or our podcast collection. <laughs> right, right, I got it. Got it. Yeah. 
Sounds like it's everybody's collection. Yeah, it is for sure. Raj spends <laughs> yeah. the money on it and we just accept it. That's what I do. <laughs> right? I just say <laughs> So the finish is quite a bit of spiciness that makes it seem as if someone dropped a jalapeno in my glass. So that's that spice, that hot yeah. sauce yeah. jalapeno rather than the, mm-hmm. the pepper. I mean, I, I guess with the like surprise it. of it, but um, it's definitely not a jalapeno pa- uh, taste. I, I hope no one's like thinking that, but... Um, right. It's it's definitely just that it's like a oh hey here's here I am I'm spicy so you don't you don't get Devo I get that actually I get that that spice in a sense maybe just because I'm used to like Mexican food tequila salsa whatever it may be but I get that when I taste this I taste the spiciness to where I feel like it is a jalapeno in there oh really yeah okay this isn't a hot finish but a spicy one I don't know how you like hot is spicy like. The temperature is not hot. Right. They're not breaking. They're not. We're not heating this up before heating we try. It up, yeah. But spicy. How can you say? I don't know. I'm, I'm not loving the way that they describe that. Maybe, but- maybe it's to the point. Um, a couple episodes ago, we had Charles and he talked about how he was remote and he talked about how he was feeling warm when he drank it. Maybe that's what they're talking about. Maybe. Maybe that's. Yeah, you could be right. Maybe it's like the it's or maybe like the heat going down. Dark. Like, yeah, I could see that. Um, toasted oak, black pepper, and red pepper flakes dominate. There you go. Yep. So all that. Yeah. yeah. It's not spicy to the point of clearing your nostrils. Uh, I said nostrils. I don't know. They say sinuses. How did I mix those two up? <laughs> That's a big difference. I don't know. Um, but same concept, kind of right? <laughs> right? But more of a fiery blast with a long fallout. Okay. I can agree with that. You know what I think of honestly when I have this? It reminds me of salsa. For whatever reason, just because it has that kit, like a spice in a sense, like a mild salsa, yeah, mm-hmm. like but a mild it, salsa. But, but then you have it, yeah, back. you have it, and you keep going back, and you keep going back. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want it, and you're like, oh no, I want more, I want more, I want more. <laughs> That's how I'm viewing this right now, to be honest. And the more and more you hit, like the red pepper flakes, you hit pepper, you hit jalapeno, like. That's what I'm tasting now. Like I just had another sip, and I'm like, "Yep, nope, I get that." I'm having salsa, <laughs> yeah, cool. definitely that red pepper. One Once they said that, I I figured that out as well. Um, like you're putting it on a pizza or something, like a plain slice right. of pizza. Mm-hmm. Red yeah. So then to finish, it says it's a bit more interesting than it is delicious. It is interesting. It's definitely a different flavor than I've had in a lot of bourbons. Yeah. Um. But overall, wow. That's how <laughs> that's, it finishes. That's actually, and I think that's. That's cool. That's a good also one. Also not wrong. Yeah, also not yeah. wrong. <laughs> Just wow. Um, I was trying to summarize this while reading it, but... Um, Any they, awards or no? N- well, they don't really talk a whole lot about awards, um, but... Good job, Eric. They do say uniqueness, starting with sweet and floral notes with the nose, oily and thick mouthfeel on the palate, and ending... On a uniquely spicy finish, this is one heck of a ride. And that's a good point. It does, like, you get all three. The nose, the palate, and the finish are all three significantly different. Yeah. Some kind of are consistent, and it's not as exciting. This is kind of an exciting one. Um, I I think you touched on this before, Rob, but it's definitely a conversational type of whiskey. Like, you know, just to have a good conversation with yeah it's your buddy it's a good one definitely and it's another one that looks more expensive than it is like on your shelf this looks like a classy bottle yeah and it's a 30 dollar bottle if you can find it otherwise it's 44 dollars with tax and shipping yeah 
Well, actually, which I don't think not bad, but I was gonna say, hopefully which the IRS isn't price. listening, but I don't think we had to pay tax. <laughs> so I think it was just $14 shipping, but hopefully the IRS isn't listening. Uh, that included taxes, just so you know. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a write-off, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they just didn't expect this from a 90-proof, 6- to 7-year-old, $33 bourbon. Uh, they say it's $33. So okay. the company was able to take a source distillate and create a product that's their all their own. This is not an easy task, and many non-distiller producers try and fail to do it all the time. For all of A. Smith Bowman's marketing speak of triple distillation, copper still, aged in Virginia rick houses. I don't know what a rick house is. Is anybody no else? Yeah. It's like no. a whorehouse. Is it Rick Ross house or what? Yeah. It's where all the guys go because yeah. it's a rick house? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, these aspects seem to have had an actual impact on the final product. Yeah. Okay. So I, it is I, a source bourbon, which is interesting as well. I didn't know okay. if they Bowman brothers distilled it themselves or not. They don't tell you where it's sourced from. It's not an MGP product. Do they say, um, let me go back up to the top. All right, so question, what's an MG, whatever P product. So MGP is like one of the biggest distillers that instead of actually putting out their own product, they just sell to other distilleries okay. and then they'll blend it. So they'll get a bunch of barrels and then Bowman Brothers will put the barrels that they like together okay. and actually go through the blending process. Oh, that's cool. Actually, yeah. on their distillery, it says A. Smith Bowman Distillery and the okay. company is Sazerac Company. Okay. So Sazerac is like who owns um, Buffalo Trace and everything. So Buffalo right. Trace and all those. Yeah. I'm not a huge Buffalo Trace fan. I don't know if I'm in the unpopular on that, but I think it's a little overhyped. I think they have good product, but because everybody wants it and now it's $50 more than it should well, be. I was going to say yeah. that's Weller's, right? Or no? Weller is Buffalo Weller, Trace, Buffalo Pappy. Trace, Lantons, Pappy Van Winkle, Eagle Rare, all of those. That's all of the alligator bottles. I've seen that Eagle, Eagle Rare and Buffalo Trace the most, especially yeah. on TikTok. The Eagle Rare, I think, is pretty good, but. I'm I think not it's a name. big Buffalo Trace fan. <laughs> it's a cool name. Talking about Weller, I don't. I think I told you, Devo, but I didn't yeah. tell Chris. I went to a local uh, liquor store trying to see if I could find like E.H. Taylor because it's really hard to find here, and then see if they had Weller. They did have a bottle of Weller Antique 107. It was a liter bottle. They wanted $160 for it. That's tough. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never personally owned one. So you kind of get in that mentality of, do you want it just for the name? And it gets tough. I know. Uh, uh, So I did end up having, um, I I guess you could say it's a shot, but um, I I got to sip it at a restaurant and I, E.H. Taylor. Yeah. E.H. Taylor. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I, I wouldn't put it at a 160. I would definitely put it at what it's normally at. That's a different one. Yeah, no, it was a small batch. Devo, E.H. Taylor, we can get here for 90 to to $100. That See, you can find, but it's harder to find. Weller Antique 107 is one. what I saw for 160. Oh, I thought it was the E.H. Taylor. No. My bad. I've That's a small batch. Antique. The E.H. Taylor, I have a bottle and then a backup bottle. It hits the shelves here, and again, thankfully, it's not crazy markup or anything like that uh-huh. it's it's good but again all those all those bottles that people are just people are waiting in line at 7 45 when the liquor store opens at nine o'clock it's just right. i'm not out for that that's not i got <laughs> yeah, that's, to do with my dad not in the 13 degree weather right? 13 degrees snow outside they're just still staying. they don't even get a shipment that day because the snow's here so yeah it i don't yeah 
I don't think I'm I'm not that into it to waste away multiple hours. Now, we've talked about this in the past. I'm a big Black Friday TV shopper. Mm-hmm. But, so you'll wait outside for a television, but not for Weller Antique 107. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As long as you're getting a good deal, I agree with that as well. Though I would, I mean, <laughs> but it's got to be, it's got to be four TVs though. Just so you know, one maybe not, but Rob will end up coming home with nine of them, and, and yeah. now it's got to be at least seventy five inches. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so should we get on to our yeah, ratings? We, we should probably hit our ratings. Um, Chris, just uh, as a reminder, we do um, a rating out of five by half points. Um, nothing crazy, just you know what you think you would rate this out of five. And then we kind of hit on whether or not you would put this in a mixed drink. Now we changed our thoughts on mixed drink. Originally it was like a shitty mixed drink, but most of the, most of the whiskeys we're finding for 25 to $30 aren't really worth putting in a a Coke, putting with Coke. So if you would have this with like an old fashioned, we just use old fashioned as like the generic one because that's probably the most common bourbon drink right so uh chris we'll give you the honors or do you want us to go through first i don't know that's a lot of pressure i can go first (laughs) okay set it up i'm gonna go with out of the five with a um i'll go with a 3.5 i'll put this at personally um i wouldn't put it in the mixed drink with the jack and coke but i would 100 put this i like the fruitiness and then the spiciness in something like an old-fashioned so i would say a mixed drink for that for an old-fashioned, sure. I don't think I would waste it on a Coke, though. Right. Fair. Right. Fair. I like that. So is it me? Yeah, Devo. You right. will. Yeah. Well, because uh, I know I've been definitely generous with uh, my my ratings lately, and I'm, you have I'm been the highest rater. I am going to continue that streak, and I'm going to give this a four. Okay. I think that's fair for 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 me. Like, um, <laughs> e- even with the price of how how much it is to get it out here in in california like yeah i'd still probably pay that just to just to have it on the shelf and then also to enjoy it like this this one's a really good one to to have yeah it is good chris what are you thinking uh sorry coach (laughs) ugly whatever you want um you know honestly like usually i mean as you've seen from our last ratings rob and devo um i am the lowest one just because i don't really mess with whiskey but this one i actually do like um I don't give too many 4.5s, um, so this is a four to me. I think that it's good, but I kind of want a little bit more out of it. I think now that my standards are a little bit higher, like I have Long Branch High, I have double the Double Oaked, uh, Woodford Reserve. Um, what other one did I have that was high? Bradshaw. Bradshaw, yeah. Um, you know, this this is what Bradshaw, this actually reminds me a lot of what Bradshaw is like to me. Um, it has a different unique taste. Got uh, better as you drank it. Got better as I drank it. Um, I did like the way it, it first tasted. Bradshaw took me a little bit different, but this one is definitely one that I would drink. I just wouldn't buy it for myself. Okay. So this is the first four that you wouldn't buy for your shelf, right? Correct. Well, most cases I would said four and a half. Four and a half I would have on your shelf. Yeah. Okay. Four I would drink. Um, possibly have it on my shelf. Three and a half. I'll just drink it because you gave it to me. And then three and below, I would never touch, basically. Okay. So let me ask you might you might have answered this already. What is your go to drink if you're not the biggest whiskey guy? uh tequila yeah i can't mess with it at all yeah, yeah. like smell this stuff 
It does not treat white people well. <laughs> we do not do well with it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my, I think he's wild. He's crazy. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Now, yeah, tequila is mostly it. Um, I like mixed drinks that have tequila in it. Um, Coralejo, which is like a big blue bottle if you have it out there. Uh, it's really good. Um, okay. It's not very strong. Um, you know, it smells of, like tequila. It does. And um, that's the problem. Yeah. And it, it's and I, get that. It's, I feel like I could get used to it eventually. I was the same. I mean, I wasn't the same way with whiskey. I always had a little bit of, you know, from rum to whiskey wasn't the biggest leap, but you put right. it in the tequila world. It's just something about it. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't know why, but I can have tequila any type. I'm good. Gotcha. Uh, but the whiskeys, it took me a while and I've gotten better at it over time, especially with these two knuckleheads next to me. Um, <laughs> And just kind of tell me like try this try this try this now if i go out to a bar i don't buy whiskey i usually don't even buy alcohol to be honest unless there's like a beer that i'm craving or whatever um outside of that i don't really buy Two alcohol seconds. at the yeah <laughs> and then if we're in vegas i do coronas like that's my go-to just because i can have a lot of them and i don't feel like shit the next day right fair yeah unless there we is... have patron shots robin for seven deep and yeah we're fucked now if i remember right jose cuervo de la familia is aged in bourbon barrels correct and it's actually it's pretty it's good it's expensive though you know you're looking at about a, i think it back in the day i used to be able to buy it for my stepdad for 100 bucks now i think it's about 160 it's expensive it's crazy how all these it is, it is are good. Going up on, on all these Everything bottles flying up yep. i have a feeling the government did something <laughs> COVID. It's be it. when in <laughs> doubt blame the government yeah but um, to my rating, I would give this a four as well. I enjoy Damn, it. Damn, I'm low. It's a, <laughs> you know what? That's I should have went last. I would have said four now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the, the more I drink, the more I, I... Like, I probably, if I had this in one of my first five whiskeys or bourbons, this probably would have been higher to me. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I've had so many now. Yeah, that's kind of where so Chris, yeah. let me ask you, what what was the main point? Like, what would be a four or a five for you? Like, what is that like your top part? So, surprisingly enough, I think personally for me that small uh, that small batch of uh, four roses that you mentioned before, and even that long branch, I think something about I think they're just a little bit smoother as far as that we talked about like that wow factor on this and that that real big kick on that spice and everything, right. which I love. I'm a big spice guy. I love the high rise. Love everything like that, but. The ethanol kick seems a little bit a little bit extra on on this compared to something like a like a long branch or a, so or a I can see that. you like you like to have the complexity come out too right a little bit more of the flavor rather than just hey here's here's some some fruit notes here's some spice notes and that's all you're gonna get and then gets, it dives a little bit right and then straight ethanol it dives a little bit deeper and then obvious but if that's just keeping within that thirty dollar thirty five dollar range. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously there's, you know, the 40, 50, 60, $70 bottles that you can't right. really compete, compete with when you're talking about a $30 bottle. Mm -hmm. I do think, again, this was one of my favorite first off bottles that I picked off the shelves. I tried it. And I was like, I can, I can drink this every day. Um, but I, I just, like, I, again, I can see I why now. Right. Well, see, exactly. And then I look at it, I look at it this way. Like the way Chris does it is that he does it through 10, one through 10, like a seven, like, yeah, I'd buy that. Like, that's what I would look at it as. And that's what that 3.5 can like tie into. I think when we do it at five, it's just a smaller gap for us. Maybe. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I think All it's of a our good, ratings now. I think it's a good rating system either way, just because that five gives you, well, it might give you a little less between the one and 10, but at the same time, you're getting like, you got to really pin down what you want and what you're looking for in the bottle. Yeah. Definitely. I would, I do 
normally I would say no to mixing this in an old fashioned because I like spicier, even though this does have its spice, but I like, I guess I should say more high rye whiskey in an old fashioned. I don't like rye in old fashions, but I like high rye bourbons in old fashions. Um, but I think the spice and the flavor in this one could make an interesting old fashioned. Yeah. Uh, that's why I haven't touched it again to, uh, you know, I'm going to hold myself back so that we can at least try that. Oh, is that what you're holding back for? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Not a bad idea. I'm going to drive home, but there's that. Chris, are you an old-fashioned guy? I am an old. Old-fashioned in Manhattans or other than straight whiskey. That's that's pretty much what I drank today. Oh, he, was, he was asking if you opened doors for like people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think do all that. drinkers do. Right. Yeah. Um, what's your go-to bourbon or alcohol in an old-fashioned bullet would be my number one go really and i think it pushes t- towards that little bit more spiciness that high rye um but it's still in that affordable price range where i'm not putting a 60 dollars bottle of bourbon in an old-fashioned for no reason that's I an like interesting that. one i'm a big uh wild turkey 101 fan in an old-fashioned can't can't disagree wild turkey is my favorite line across the board you know they're they're definitely yeah I really like old uh, old Forester as well for yep. a line. One of mine, I've, but they're know. they're more easy sippers. I yep. think Old Forester is a very easy sip sipper across the line. Um, Wild Turkey has a little more variety, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but I think that concludes our tasting. So we have a three and a half, four, four, and four. So I'm not going to do the math. Um, somebody else want to? I'm just Something kidding. I think it's three point eight seven five. Sounds about right. Sure, we'll go yeah. with that. So it's still very highly ranked, um, very enjoyable. If you can get your hands on it, buy it. But yeah, I think that's it. You guys have anything else to add? Not so much. No? I, if I can say anything, I mean, like you guys mentioned, like, would you try this with a cigar? I kind of would want to, just because I like the spice in this. Mm-hmm. That it's just something different, um, you know, just to see what it would be like. I mean, I don't think I can have it a lot of it or anything like that, but I think that it would just give me a different taste and like sensory of the cigar or this whiskey. Fair. Well, you did find it a little like spicier than mm-hmm. we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it does linger spicy, but it doesn't hit hard. Right. And that's yeah. what I think. I think especially since we have that cigar shop down there, and I think we've had one or two of them down there that or a little bit more mellow, I think that this would be good with that just because it would give you another unique taste. And maybe that's why I like high rye or rise with cigars because I like a heavier cigar. Um, But yeah, if you did have a milder cigar, this could be a very interesting one to pair. I think it would just be a different taste. Like like you said, like I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not one that we normally would do. I mean, we talked about the double oak that we would do that one, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can see why. But with this, I think it's just like a different taste that I would be like, you know what? That actually is pretty good. Yeah, the double oaked was because it was sweet mm-hmm. and it would bring a different complexity. What's up? You guys get a lot of chocolate notes with that double oak. Do you remember? Yeah, it was a little chocolatey. I don't think I really hit on it, but it's definitely not more like a milk chocolate than a dark chocolate. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. It's it's one of the more I've haven't had a million bourbons yet, but it's one of the more unique bourbons that I've had and that I keep going back to. And that unique bourbon section, I like the. Traditional vanilla, caramel, oak, a little bit of leather, traditional bourbon. That's one of right. the bourbons I had that was a little more unique that I can still enjoy. That I made th- me think of uh, the caramel one you made me try because you said you like caramel. Oh, oh. The salted caramel 
uh, Wiggle? Oh, uh, it probably wasn't Wiggle. It's a Pennsylvania one. No, this is a really, yeah, it was really it, rough. It, it isn't was, this one California too? I said yeah. that it would be good with ice cream. Knucklehead. <laughs> Knucklehead. Like, uh, Knucklehead. Yeah, it probably would be. Um, yeah, it would, it would <laughs> really mess you up. Um, it's just, it's like the, like salted caramel is like as potent as cinnamon and fireball. Yep. And it's just, I couldn't do it. I, I had like three quarters of glass and I poured it out. Well, you yeah. poured me one and I, I couldn't finish it. I had to give it to Charles. Didn't we share it? Wasn't we, that, I think I, I was gave that when I came you over? one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not big on the flavored whiskeys. I'm in the same general. way. I can't, I can't do any of that. There's the screwball has like the peanut butter whiskey and all that. I, kind of that. I can do that one. That's it. You can do that one. Again, I'm gonna. I gotta take shots of it if I'm gonna do it. I gotta. Yeah, it. I would agree. I don't think that I would sit there. Like, I don't sit through like whiskey unless I'm with these guys. Um, right. But like taking shots, or you know, we're mixing it in the sense of, um, like one of my friends previously. Um, well, I don't say previously, but one of the people I used to hang out with, they would mix it with like um, chocolate, and then like they would make like peanut butter cups basically out of it. So that was like their thing That's that they would do. I'm trying. They mixed it literally with chocolate. I think like, so. Like. I don't even know. So you chocolate walk up with syrup, 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 swirl it around in the mouth. Oh yeah, for sure. Chocolate <laughs> um, syrup. That's it. You know. Yeah, maybe grape soda. Mix it with that, and then you have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with this. I was like, grape soda and screwball whiskey. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if he was going back to black wrappers or something like that. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, so I think that concludes it. Um, on the tasting side so chris did you have anything else you wanted to mention about your your instagram how long have you been doing it how long have you been the youtubing um so i'll go on eight months now i think we're going on to eight months which isn't a long time isn't a short time i guess i put out so it's bourbon of the week so it makes sense that i try and put out videos weekly i think i've missed like one or two weeks along the way um just reviewing a different bourbon actually this next coming so in March, we're doing. I'm doing a um, March Madness bracket where I'm taking oh, single nice. barrels and I'm just doing straight eight single barrels and I'm, I matched them up against each other, eight versus one, seven versus two. And we're going to see because single barrels obviously bring up every bottle that you get is going to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to put that on my scoreboard because I might get a bottle that's good and you might get a bottle that's bad. So I don't want to put that on my traditional ranking system and say, hey, this is delicious and then you get it and it's terrible. So we're going to do a bourbon ba- bourbon barrel, single barrel edition, bourbon bracket. Single, I can't even say it. It's too many. So yeah, we're doing that in March. So I'll probably take the month off because I don't know if I'm getting back into work and then getting into doing that. I don't know if I can put out a weekly video along with that. So that's what we're going to do in March. And it's fun. We try and keep it interactive with the Instagram and stuff. Like you guys said before, you can go on, try and guess the scores. So with the uh, March Madness thing, you can guess who you think is going to win each bracket. If you guess right, I'll put you in a, you know, in a raffle for the end of the thing. And I'm going to give out some samples at the end for whatever you want that I have in my collection, which is pretty extensive at this point. So it's, yeah, it's a very extensive, a little, little incentive to be part of it. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's exciting. That's yeah, cool. awesome. He's making us look bad. <laughs> I know, right? We're going to have to start copying your stuff. Sorry, Chris. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so shall we jump over to a topic? That works. So, uh, Chris, you uh, can take the honor since you are the Our guest. guest. Oh, man. So I suggested that we talk about kind of the future of entertainment 
and how we're kind of moving our generation obviously was all about you had to have cable television you had to have you know hbo max you had to have netflix and all this and well not even netflix now that it's moving into the streaming world and it's going into video game streamers it's going into the big youtubers it's going into that less of a scheduled type of audience and more of a on your own time type of thing so well i think to your point on netflix though you did kind of have that every a lot of people had netflix before it was a streaming service right, right it was DVDs. You had to get the dvds mailed to your house right. in that you envelope that. Mm-hmm. yep yeah that was a big thing i used to I pirate them my <laughs> <laughs> i used to take them and then i'd copy them no you and didn't then you had it forever no the my the, name's john yeah we never did that. <laughs> never did that. No, I get that. I think that's also funny. Like you kind of hit with like DirecTV, like that's what we needed. But then DVR started coming out, so now you didn't have to watch the shows together, or you can fast forward through commercials. Like that was big for us when we were starting. And then now you got the Netflix. Now you got Hulu. You got anything. Amazon Prime. Yeah. You got Peacock. Yeah. I mean, even at our age, right? So we, uh, I think Chris, you're a little younger than us, but I'm not 100 percent sure. We're all 30. 30. I'm 30. Being 30. 30 this year so we're the same age okay september perfect so like we grew up where literally everything was cable you couldn't record anything right you had to you had to go home and was like oh you know i gotta catch rocket power Mm -hmm. and as much as i want to trash on all the people that watch those like facebook videos all day or tiktok videos there are definitely times i get stuck watching them for like an hour straight and i'm like what the hell happened to the time I have shit to do today. Why am I still scrolling through this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm laying in bed and all of a sudden I look back and I'm like, holy crap. It's a one 30 in the morning. Yeah. I, I, doing? I work in the morning. You head to the bathroom and you're like, oh, this will take about five minutes. And then you're in there for like 20, just watching Facebook videos. So is that what Devo did when we all lived here? God dang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was looking at magazines. <laughs> Another thing we had to do growing up, we couldn't just use our phone, you know? Right. 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 <laughs> Text messages you couldn't do because they were 10 cents and mom and That's dad would get mad at you. Yeah. Had to wait till after nine o'clock to make a phone call. Right. Oh, shit. Yep. Or make sure that they were in your network or your yeah, like Oh, back to MySpace on that one. Okay. Right. First Did you guys out. play the games on MySpace? No, but I like listen to music. Like Mafia. Okay. There was oh. that game on there where you could play against people kind of, and then you built up your mob. Really? It was, yeah. I didn't play that. I it's, mean, I, I did those uh, surveys. It was ironic. I'm I learned about shooter. that at Cal Baptist University. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the Mafia. Right. I also didn't pirate a ton of movies there. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From your Netflix DVDs. Yeah. My, Yo, face also, my face had us all coding things before coding was even a thing. You had to put your your colors in there, and then you had your your music in the background when people right. logged onto your page. Yeah. No kidding. That even comes down to like LimeWire. You remember LimeWire? Uh, LimeWire, Napster. Yeah. You never used LimeWire, though. No, never did. Never did. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or BearShare. Didn't anybody use BearShare? No, but I heard of Pirates Bay. Wasn't that another one? That Pirates is another one. I was, was going to say, isn't Pirates Bay a, a rum a torrent. mixture thing? Drink? You're thinking Parrot Bay. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know that one. <laughs> it could be Parrot Bay. You're right. <laughs> or Parrot Cove or something. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure you're thinking no, I, just, I just remember that i remember that like that's what we had to do we had to look at the time like how yeah. much was it like that's just crazy aim or i what was it aim, right aim. Aim. Yeah. aol instant messenger my yeah. name is yeah. mad, mad hustler 07 that's what it was <laughs> that's what that's, it is. that's yeah. awesome that's not awesome 
Hey, <laughs> that part out of the somebody's gonna AIM me soon. Yeah, right. Right. I think mine was like static clutch or something like that. Super clutch or something. Just because of basketball. Yeah, I don't even remember what mine was. Every well, female email was Rob Dog WC. I <laughs> know. And WC was white chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> After the M1 basketball player, I hope. Right. Yeah. 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 Not him because I wasn't that good. <laughs> he was probably the same height, but I wasn't as thin as he is. God, that even makes me think oh, of like my first email, I think was my dad's initials and then my initials because I wasn't old enough to have my own email. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. The, yeah. It's crazy to think back then. And then I just saw a video where you heard the dial-up sound. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Like only only people our age would understand it. Like kids are like, "What the hell is that?" You had to make sure nobody no was one... on the phone while you were logging on. Exactly. Yeah. And then DSL came out, and I think you were getting like, what was it a megabit per second uh-huh. at best? And we were stoked about that. And now we're like, right. five hundred megabits isn't enough to support mm-hmm. like your VPN for work re- working remote. Yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Are you even playing a video game, Chris? Yeah. yeah. Token. <laughs> no, I get that. I know. I look at it all the time. Like, even before when PlayStation first came out, like, PlayStation was free if you had a box. Like, PS2, that was like when it first really came out. And PS3, it was free. And then Xbox made you pay for it. But, like, just thinking of how their streaming services went from there, like, playing online, playing with different people. And then that's like, if you don't have that now, you're a total oddball. Like you were so cool if you had that back then. You're like, what? You have that? Like that's so cool. Well, even then, you had to coordinate with your friends. You're like, what are you getting? Oh, I'm getting the PS2. Oh, I had the Xbox. Now I got a Switch because you couldn't cross platform. So it right, was only PlayStation. Now everybody's like cross platform. Everything. Fortnite's the only one that's cross platforms though, right? Fortnite and cross platform yeah. now. There's a there's a couple of the newer guys. Are there? Isn't there a game called Blob? Blob or something like that. It's like a it's a fun carnival game, basically, where you like jump on these little beams and then race each other. That's another oh. one that was. Yeah, that sounds that was very Super Nintendo-ish. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like thinking about the video game systems. Think about when we first came up, and we had you know an Xbox or even just a Game Boy and whatnot. And Shoot, now, I had Sega. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I bet like Nintendo sixty four, Super Nintendo. Like these are all things that like one were so like cool to have when we had like when we were younger, and now like if you it's ps5 like i have a ps5 and i've yeah. i had to wait every single day and like just continuously do it for like three or four days just to try to get it and then it told me it sold out and then the next day i did it again and it sold out but then i got one like it magically came to me even though they charged my card but like it's just crazy to think about how high of demand these systems are and if like what they can do now yeah well talking about graphics i made the mistake of buying that like remake of the playstation where the games were built on and the only good game really on there was like twisted metal and you put it on a TV nowadays, and it is the most like so disgusting pixelated. thing ever. Yeah, you have like 60 pixels going across a 60-inch screen, and you're like, you don't know what the hell's going on. And that was like groundbreaking. Oh, we played at the, uh, at the time that it came out, right? Yeah, yeah, no, we did. Are you talking about when you made that great? What was it called? I made a. Well, I didn't make a retro pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was because I didn't. I paid for it all. You did. paid for everything. You did. I made a retro pie and we were playing like Atari games on a 60 inch TV. And it was so weird. It was so and we slow. played basketball. <laughs> Remember was. playing basketball and like the like you don't even know how to like there's no skill. It's just luck. Mm-hmm. It's all luck. I don't know like Galaga maybe or like the what's the one where the Pong ping Pong, Pong. Yeah. Pong. up and down the side. It's just yeah. Pong. They're trying like to read some skills. They're trying to put yes. out 
these versions of the same games in HD and sell them to you for $60 a piece. Yeah, well, no because shit. we are the people that are willing to yeah, pay right. for that stuff. <laughs> and, and now we, we have money. We want to spend money on yeah. the same things that we couldn't have when we were yeah. And, and or our kids want that. Right. And then they're like, hey, their parents will buy it for them because they're like, oh my God, this is what I played. I'll play this too, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. And you remember like when we were growing up, arcades were huge. Mm-hmm. And now everything's better at home. An arcade, correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, shit. People have two uh, TVs behind them with all their energy. Oh. <laughs> I had to set up the man cave with two TVs so I, I can like play games on one so and that, watch the game on the other. Is that your basement? This is the basement, yeah. Okay. Nice Which basement. we've had. To, so I have a 12 year old stepson, and we had to kind of figure out how we could both be happy in the same space where I right. can have my bourbon collection not get broken by a basketball but mm-hmm. also have a space where he can play his video games and I can watch the Flyers play, you know? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, so yeah. question. You're a diehard Flyer fan. Do you like the Eagles, Sixers, Phillies? So my hierarchy would go Flyers 100% number one, um, Eagles number two, Sixers number three, and those two are close. And then Phillies are – 2008 was a long time ago, and I haven't right. really respected their baseball organization since. Who's the first baseman? Howard? It right. used to be back in the day. Now it's Matt Hart. No, it's not Matt Hart. Who is uh? Who's third? How bad That's I the am. last Philly that I remember. See, I know five years ago now, maybe. Yeah, I know all them just because my dad. My dad's a huge like my dad's whole side of the family. Like I said, they're from out in Philadelphia area, and they're all diehard fans. Like right. my dad will watch the Flyers game on one TV, and then on his phone he'd have the Sixer game or the Eagles, yep. like depending on who's playing. Yep. But yeah. He's, yeah, you're going to buy your dad a second TV. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> set up a second TV, 70 inch OLD. Yeah. Talking about that too, like not just the streaming, but like we all grew up on 19 inch TVs. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting literally on the floor, the, the three feet TVs. from your TV. Mm-hmm. But you like also this. weren't allowed because it was bad for your eyes. So you yeah. Gotta, <laughs> now, yeah, if you're now. sitting at the wrong angle, it's pitch black because of the sensitivities and all yeah. these things. And now, Chris, you're sitting three feet away from your TV, right? Right. From your 80 incher. You know, it's like it's crazy how it changed. No, that is funny thing about like our TVs, and then you even have the smaller ones that have VCRs included into it. And then, yeah, like well, even before that, you had like your TVs that had like a sound system. Mm -hmm. Now, now there's like the sound coming out of TVs is dog boo. Yeah, you you have to buy at least a sound bar. Or a sound system. I, I prefer a sound system. I need to get a sound bar. I just thought of that too. <laughs> well, if you get a let's, Yamaha, let's don't list. drop it. Yeah, and then I, yeah, I learned that the hard that. way. Yeah, I um, and they don't sell the parts. I broke one of the speakers on my uh, Yamaha soundbar, and I reached out to them, and they're like, "We won't send speakers because it's a non-fixable item." I know. So I bought a tweeter, and I tore it apart, and I made it work. It was, it was the most Jimmy Rick either though. The second something breaks, it's whatever, throw it out, buy a new one. Yeah, I'm so anti that. I will make it work. That's, that's all you got to do. I will make it work. Well, Jimmy Just like the whiskey, shit out of it. You'll make it work in at least an old fashioned. I'll find a way that it'll taste good. Yeah. As long as you don't pour it down the drain. Yeah. My girlfriend was like, just return it to Costco. Just return it to Costco. They won't know. And I'm like, there are scratches all across the top from where it <laughs> fell. <laughs> like I, working retail, I couldn't do it. So I, I made it work. But yeah, it's it's so crazy how times have changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, even and looking it, like, like MySpace is non-existent. 
I yeah it's, it's more a music platform now like yeah people like do i could it that see way. that but think about it, jt when we were in high school gotta be like our senior year that's when facebook really became popular or at least our sophomore year as i said i didn't I have a facebook until like junior year of college really yeah because i, I think it was our like sophomore or junior year they opened it up and it was for college kids only like you had yeah. to have a college yeah. login to get mm-hmm. into it and everybody's like oh and then they finally opened it up of course once we got a college login they're like oh everybody can use it and we're like oh, of course yeah and then like, my parents got on it and i'm like all right i gotta get off of facebook this isn't you know i'm posting like a yeah. anymore at like freshman year of college and then like my mom's on there like what bullshit is i just failed another test in fucking math class don't worry about it yeah <laughs> yeah no the, kidding the thing that bugs me is when like your friend's parents ask to be friends it's oh, like yeah. oh shit wow i just posted well great i guess my mom needs to re return her uh, friend request to you i guess i think i'm friends with your mom your mom's cool you. Um, but I'm thinking thinking like back, like when you're in college and your friends, parents would ask you to be friends and you're like out there partying, you're out there cussing. It just sits in the front front request. Just like, Oh shit. My, my ex stepmom asked to be my friend and she's my ex stepmom because she divorced my dad and her got divorced. And I was like, I'm not going to fucking accept this. Like, (laughs) What do you think I am nuts? Like I don't I didn't even like you when you guys were together. I think the best and worst feature of Facebook has been the the memories tab where you can go back and it's like this is what you did when you were 18 and an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like save to device, delete off the internet, please. Yep. I don't need this on here anymore. Yeah, it's just crazy how much everything's changed. It's like, just so much more fast paced. Like you were talking about TikTok like you first got it and you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Right. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're an hour into scrolling through 18 second videos. Right. Dude, yeah. And that's I think, what, oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say like, that's what I did. I did it as a joke. My kids always talked about it. The kids I coach and they're like, coach, like this is so tired. Like you should check it out. I'm like, no, that's dumb. And I did it as a joke. And then I, all of a sudden I started seeing like sports videos, like basketball, yep. football, hockey. And I'm like, Oh, wow, that's pretty cool, actually. And then like, you tailor it to what you actually like, and you're like, okay. And you guys are on TikTok now as well, right? We are. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Shout out for that. It's uh, Whiskey Biz Podcast with a K. Um, and like, so we do all kinds of different videos. Rob and Devo kind of gotten a lot of love on there, especially Rob. Yeah. Just with my got Costco yeah, one. blue eyes. Oh, blue that eyes. Costco blue find eyes. was incredible. But also remember, you yeah. had another video that got almost close to 2,000 views. Like we've been pretty consistent at yeah. like the 500, 600 views. And we have a couple, like Devo has one over 1,000, another one over 800. Like, so we've been pretty good. We just started about two weeks ago and we got a decent amount of followers, over 300, over 600 likes. Like, that's why it's so popular because you can literally it, it, all it takes is one video and all of a sudden you got 30 million views or something off yep. some stupid video because you followed some some trend and i'm not hating on the app at all i started out the same way where it's like right. you just think like oh look at these 12 year old girls twerking on tiktok for no reason yep. and all sudden, extremely creepy but extremely creepy but you know you start to push away from swipe up right. <laughs> And then you push away. And like you said, all of a sudden you're watching sports highlights and you're watching my whole thing now is just bourbon TikTok. It's just right. bourbon yeah. after yeah. bourbon. And is I think the bourbon about bourbon. Sorry, is your TikTok uh, bourbon of the week? Bourbon of the week on TikTok okay. as well. Yeah. Cool. The coolest part is the com- like the community. You'll see people be like, oh, like this guy reached out to me and I've been looking for this bottle. And that's kind of like one of the concepts I want to run with next is like, hey, these are the five bottles I'm looking for. If anybody has a way, like I'll trade you, I'll talk to you, we'll link up. However, 
And it's just, again, in Pennsylvania, it's so hard to get your hands on certain bottles. I'm sure it's the same way where you guys are, where everybody's looking for these same bottles and all these kind yeah. of things. So it's just another yeah, is my question would also be since we talk about it pretty heavily, actually, is Bradshaw. Have you tried that yet? I have not, and I've heard great things. Yeah, no. Do you know how to ship whiskey? Is it like that? Like, because we under, are. Is it California. like the Underground Railroad for it's, whiskey now? As far as shipping? Yeah, yeah. It's you can say it off the record. No, no, no. Be on the record, but if, if I would, if I, if I were to ship whiskey, the way that I've heard to do it is to put some type of hard candy in a box. So like get a box, like a box of Skittles that you would see from like a, a movie theater okay. or something that shakes. Basically UPS is like, it's almost like a don't ask, don't tell type of thing. Like if they don't, they're not scanning your stuff to make sure there's not liquor in it. And if they ask you it'd be like, I'm shipping a bottle of olive oil to my grandmother, I make homemade olive oil. Like, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. But put a little bit of, put a hard candy in there that if they're shaking the bottle or they're shaking the box, they don't have a reason to look in it. Cause all they're going to hear is the hard candy rather than, Interesting you know, water or liquor yeah. shaking around in there. Huh. We'll uh, have to hypothetically look at sending you a bottle of Bradshaw. There you go. But yeah, I definitely yeah. have that in old fashioned. Like not yeah. not only like the 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 neat is really good, but old fashioned. It's sure. so weird. I hated it on the first sip. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it. Then you go into the second and third sip, and then it's like you can't stop. It There's was a lot of things that I've experienced that way. Yeah, it definitely caught me off guard because when I first sipped it, I was disappointed because I was really looking forward to it. I was like, dude, this is tight. Like, it's batch one. When like, you're a sports it. guy. Well, duh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, I had that first sip and I was like, ah, oh, dang, it kind of like, it tastes weird. It gave me that weird lingering taste that I don't like when it lingers. And then I had the second. I was like, yeah, that's cool. And then I, Devo told me to swish it and then it just changed after that. Like, mm-hmm. instantly, I was like, oh, shit, this is actually really good. Like, and then I had it yeah. more and more and I actually had, because I only do like one glass and it's like, ha- like half of half. Right. And then, um, you know, it just kind of changes. And then I was like, wow, this looks pretty good. And then we tried it old fashioned. I was like, nope, I'll just have this. Thanks guys. So they made a second one. Yeah. yeah. There you go. It's really good in old fashioned. It's probably one of the few 40 plus dollar bottles I would put in an old fashioned. Okay. That good. Yeah. I get in that mentality where I don't want to spend money on a bottle and put it in an old fashioned. But at the same time, when you find something that's going to work well in it, you kind of want to do it. Like, Again, we go. I go back to Basil Hayden's all the time, but Basil Hayden's in my area is pushing that $40 range, but it's just so good as far as a light, easy sipper that you put in an old-fashioned. It's not You're going to get a good product out of the old-fashioned because you have a good product out of the, the, the actual bourbon. Definitely. I actually picked up Basil Hayden probably four months ago for $32 at Costco. Now, we're lucky we have alcoholic Costco. I wish that was a thing here. I, <laughs> I didn't realize that not every state had that because we're like sheltered in California, I think. So I got to um, ask you go into the story. Does Costco have their own brand of bourbon? They like don't have a bourbon. Brand. They have vodka. They have they Irish have whiskey, yeah, they have Tennessee Irish whiskey. whiskey. No bourbon yet. They had vodka. vodka. That's what we would buy. They do have vodka. They have vodka by the same distiller as Grey Goose from what I've. Right. Heard. It's not as good. At least that's what they say. That's what. Yeah. Same to say, it's like the crap version of Grey Goose. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the white label Jim Beam compared to Single Barrel. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, back to your story. No worries. But I didn't realize until I did a TikTok of it that a lot of states don't have alcohol at Costco. 
And that probably shows how sheltered we are in California. Yeah, Rob got death threats. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably will be one of the people sending it. Because again, I have to go to my state-run liquor store where you walk in and there's no, you walk in and that's what you got. You know, There's no like, hey, I mean, I hear people all the time that are like, oh, I'm best friends with the owner of A and B liquor in Delaware. And I walk in and I tell him this is the bottle I want. And he calls the distillery and he says, I have a customer that wants this bottle and they ship him the bottle and he gets the bottle where I'm walking in and I'm like, Hey, do you have this? And they're like, I don't fucking know. Look on the shelf. Like, is it on the shelf? And I'm like, <laughs> like then no, we don't have it. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm sitting in the back and they just haven't inventoried it yet. Yeah. Or right. they don't want to go look. Right. Exactly. I've gotten, I've kind of gotten a little crazy with Costco. I've hit pretty much every Costco within a 20 mile radius of me to see what they have. So is and it I- alcohol to like are you buying in bulk when you go there that's no, the whole- I just buy a bottle. well so i actually found old forester nine it was a double pack so it was old forester 1910 with old forester 100 proof and it was 45 bucks i hate you <laughs> so <laughs> no, i had to buy two. california don't hit rob those bottles and right. yeah, i mean i paid that much for one of them yeah, nineteen ten is like forty five bucks. Old Forester, fifty five for when I bought it. Did you really? Yeah, it's crazy the discrepancy across the states. Mm-hmm. It's really confusing. Like I don't get it because I don't know if one cool one is uh, Dan the Bourbon Man. Yep, I love. I follow him. He's good. He's guy. pretty cool, and he shows like you can like post. It's like the slick deals if you know what slick deals is of the bourbon world where people can post their finds and you can find prices. Um, and it's pretty cool being able to see that, but looking across the country, it's like, wow, the prices are all effed up. Yeah. It's crazy. There's no consistency whatsoever. Um, my big one recently is, have you heard of smoke wagon? I just picked up a bottle again. I had to, I had to travel for it, but I, ended, I haven't even opened it yet. Haven't even picked it up or I picked it up, but I haven't opened it yet. Coach, it's in Vegas. Oh, really? The distilleries in Vegas, downtown Vegas. Nice. So that that's an MGP product. That's a product that's distilled by MGP, and then Smoke Wagon takes it and blends it themselves. And okay. oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it is. It's an MGP source product. Interesting. Amazing, though. Okay, question. So, um, how far is it from the strip? <laughs> well, it's it downtown Vegas, Chris. Oh, you know how? F- I mean, Coach. You know how far that is. Um. Yeah. I know I want to go. They also had like Weller Special Reserve for like thirty bucks out there, and I really wanted to go pick it up. What but, am I going? That's another find oh, for thirty bucks that you can't really beat. Yeah, and you can't find it in California unless you pay a hundred plus dollars for any Weller product. Right, it's really that much. Eh Taylor Small Batch, it's basically a hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's hard to spend that amount. When I know I can buy a lot of other really good bourbons for try brothers for thirty bucks, and you're like, I can get three of these, or I can allocate my money to one bottle of E.H. Taylor. Now I know we got completely off our uh, our Uh, changing streaming streaming product. Bourbon's more fun anyway, but I I just found out about the the like liquor store picks, like a single barrel like allocated pick. Yeah, but not even necessarily single barrel. Like I just picked up Old Scout and they had um, a pick for, it's called Cleats Liquor by me. I went to try and find uh, E.H. Taylor because they had it for $55 and I was dying and they didn't have it sadly. But 
um, he was talking about the picks, and that's really interesting. The like liquor how, store goes to the dis- apparently. Now this is all yeah, right. right. Apparently, somebody, a representative from the liquor store, goes to the distillery and they'll try specific barrels and be like, "I like this barrel." They'll barrel that exactly. particular barrel and they'll put the name on it. Now, I don't know. Are they actually sending people there, or are they saying just pick one for us and send it to us? That's a different discussion. But yeah, and uh, Rob, that uh, twelve year for Knob Creek from Liquorama. Yeah, that was that was oh, their yeah. pick. And and what was the other one, Devo? Do you want to say the name right? Balconies, because I didn't no, say it right. Balconies. Balconies. Sorry, Balconies. Balconies. Balconies is what you stand out on. Yeah, right? Right? yeah I, 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 but even on TikTok, I, I said Balcones and I he got, got, he got corrected. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I've only like had one that. of the Balconies, the red label. That's the Texas one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've had one of their their pot still red label. I wasn't the biggest fan of that. I'm not a pot still guy. When I from what I found out, I've had two or three pots. I'm not the fa- biggest fan of. Yeah, it's a it's a different flavor. Yours was not right. It was just the rye. It was the rye. Yeah, that, it was a cask strength rye. We I've actually heard great did, about balconies. I've just the one I got. I didn't particularly like. We did a the oh shit face with that one, and Chris, just, oh, that was that one? coach, just about lost his mind. I cried after it. Yeah, you were. <laughs> we made him do it twice. Steve doesn't know how to work the damn buttons on TikTok. He did a 15, 15 second one for all four of us. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, um, but yeah, I just found out about that. It's pretty cool. The place I went to, the. I don't know if it was the owner, the owner's son. He was talking about all this money he spends and stuff. So I, I assumed he was the owner or the owner's son. And he was saying that they send a professional person to go pick it out for them. So somebody they trust or is it somebody like with pay a company? Right. Because that's what he made it sound like. That just seems like another shady deal. Like, hey, this is a barrel. If this barrel didn't turn out too good, like send this one over to ABC. <laughs> yeah, let's just make some money, guy. Yeah, like, could... We can't mix this shit. Just send it to somebody. This guy tried to sell me on, hey, you should buy these because if the liquor store goes under, it's worth more. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I did buy it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was a good enough salesperson. I've always thought about buying like my own barrel and just put like a bourbon of the week barrel, you know, and just labeling it, like spit it out. But I don't know how much they run one or I'd who buy a bottle. I'd, I'd buy a bag of Skittles from you. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> a, I don't know, $80, $100 bottle of Skittles from you. Our first sale. There it is. <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. So for streaming, Chris, uh, what do you tend to do? Like, I, I know that we had talked a little bit on um, Instagram for um, like Stitch or not. No, Twitch. Sorry, Twitch. Yeah. So I used to. So before I got into the bourbon world, I was I was doing streaming. I played a little video games, like started out with Fortnite. Then it got overrun with a bunch of 12 year olds that kicked my ass. <laughs> and like came to um yeah, it's kind of crazy how they're good they're so good. good. They're so good. They're too good. I moved my way into Warzone and it's so Twitch is just like I wouldn't say it's hard to grow on Twitch. Well, obviously now it's a little oversaturated and everybody's trying to do it, but it's one of those things where like you have to have the time to commit. And as a 30-year-old with a 12-year-old stepson and a full-time job, like 
I'm not coming home from work getting online like, hey, guys, what's up? It's bourbon of the week here. Like, I just don't have that energy to go in. And and then after that, you got to create a video. You got to put it on Instagram. You got to put it on Twitter. You got like you got to do all the steps. And I, I mean, I was making like literally a hundred dollars a month, which is I mean, nothing crazy. But I was playing the video games anyway, like hundred dollars a month. You bring home twelve hundred dollars a year just sitting there playing video games that I'm already playing which was nice. But again, I was on there four or five, six hours a day. The wife's right. like, are you done? Like, we got to eat dinner. I'm like, are you going to cook tonight? So I was, I gave up the the streaming world. But you look at some of these streamers, there's, I mean, guys our age, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of streamers, but like Nick Merckx is a guy that mm-hmm. I watch all the time. Mm-hmm. He's a, used to be on Fortnite. Now he's on Call of Duty. He gets yeah. 50, 60, 70,000 subscribers a month and you get $2 per subscriber. You're talking this guy's pulling in millions of dollars a year just playing video games which we've all told being 30 years old that you can't make it there's no money in video games like you can't make money playing video games but these kids just eat it up like these 15 16 17 year old kids because they it's the same thing when we were younger we're like we're going to be the next ryan howard we're going to be the next wayne gretzky i want to be lebron james i want to be these guys but it's easier to obtain for them because they're like i can i can grind Fortnite and become the best Fortnite builder or I can shoot somebody in Warzone. Let's you know, be honest, a white high school basketball player not going pro in basketball. <laughs> not going to make it very far. But they might do okay in NBA. They could probably do NBA 2K. Yeah, you know? Exactly. They could play video games. That's what you're looking at. Like you mentioned streaming and like how these kids do and how they go from Fortnite and they're 12 years old and they're pro or whatever it may be. And then you look at these guys that now make money, $50,000 $40,000 playing NBA 2K. So I, again, I have a 12 year old stepson. If he's like, yo, I'm dropping kids left and right online. I'm not going to be like, don't I'm keep going. What do you need? You need a computer. Like you need, yeah. you gotta <laughs> learn. How to you You're over here with 14 right? kills. Yeah. Yeah, a golf club and free throws. We're sitting on the sticks all day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, you can't eat. You're not yeah. eating tonight. Get your KD up, you know? You want burgers and salmon or you want pasta? Like, what are we eating tonight? It's time. Like, you got no injuries to worry. What do you got? Arthritis? Like, that's yeah. what we got to worry about. Yeah. It's I'm just pretty sure you're going to eat a carpal tunnel from working a uh, freaking desk job. Right. right. The same I mean, thing. And again, yeah. you don't need to be, you don't need to be the, Le- the LeBron James of the streaming world to earn 50, 60, 70, $80,000 a year to just sit. Push. Right. <laughs> What good for a little bit or what? Yeah, good for a little bit, dude. There's college scholarships now that offer like e games. Like there's college scholarships oh, out there now for video games. Well, like, there's my- N- there's NFL players, NBA players that are they're like, fuck this, the off season. I'm just gonna go stream. Yeah, and they already right. get they already get a hundred thousand viewers because because of their name. Right. If Tom Brady sits down on a stream, guess what? The everybody the fucks they're tuning in. Our mom is gonna be watching. Yeah, right. it's crazy. like. I know I look at it all the time and I'm like, that's just crazy. Like my high school now has, we have esports. Like that's a thing. And we have like 15 kids to 20 kids that are playing mm-hmm. at varsity. And then there's a JV and then there's a freshman, like as 60 kids at this school wasn't like, we're not making any money <sighs> at that time, but now they're at least seeing another sport. They're fundraising, yep. they're doing these things. Like it's just nuts. Before COVID hit our school, they went to Florida to play. Yep. That's just nuts. Like, and we have like uh, the big flyers fan, the Wells Fargo center, which is where the flyers play. They have, you, you could go to the game and sit down in a computer section and play video games rather than watching the game. You can sit over. They have like an esports section. 
I would never spend a hundred dollars on a flyers ticket right. and go play video games, right. but that's what these kids are. Parents are just, they're putting their kids in little daycares a, at a yeah. flyers game while they're drinking Labatt ice powder yeah. and saying, fuck it. I don't care. Uh-huh. And yeah, yelling, uh, the good old flyers chant that you guys all have. That's there. it. All of them. But... Yeah. It's crazy how much esports has done. And to be honest, our parents weren't wrong. Right, because we're we're probably more past our prime. I feel like we just missed the cutoff on a lot of this. Like we, we kind of got fucked in our in our sense that like we were five years removed from the YouTube slash streaming age, and we were like five years before the fucking dot com boost where right, we didn't yeah. in on anything. We just got fucked in the beginning. Like, like we actually had to use books in high school. <laughs> right, <laughs> like you're never gonna have a calculator in your pocket and you're never going to make money off video games and now i have both of those and i still can't make yeah. money either one right. <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly right yeah it's crazy it's crazy all the things that have changed yeah even man, when I- it comes down to like you see the stock market like gme to the moon like we're gonna yeah, invest right. in it like there's 15 year olds that are fucking investing in shit i didn't even i was playing like knock hockey and fucking camp right and these kids are investing like a hundred dollars in GameStop and making sixty thousand dollars in the past two months. Well, that's the yeah. crazy part too. Like you look at it as like, and I just got in the stock market, and I think we all did. And what it is is like, it's crazy to hear these stories. A kid took out a second mortgage on his family's house and put it all in GameStop, and now he's a three point six millionaire. Like, right? It's nuts. Like, okay, like you really thought that was really going to pan out the way it did, and it, they got I lucky. Twenty dollars, and I lost money, and I'm like, Fuck. I had all the drug addicts from like the early two thousands that had a shit ton of Bitcoin because that was the only thing they could purchase their drugs with, mm-hmm. right? And now and now that all of that that they paid like sixteen dollars a Bitcoin for right. is worth like thirty three thousand. Is it thirty three thousand now? Yeah. So. Like holy shit! Like these guys were spending eighteen dollars to get a full Bitcoin to pay a quarter of a Bitcoin for their mm-hmm. marijuana mm-hmm. or. Yeah. I don't know shit about this blockchain cryptocurrency stuff. Yeah, it's crazy for me, but it's outside my realm of possibilities. But I'll spend money if it's if I'm going to make money off of it. I don't really have thirty thousand hours on it. But. Right, I'm still scared of cryptocurrency. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't get into it. I invested in Doge. I invested at two cents, and it's at six cents, baby. What's up? <laughs> Yo, you got to sell that. It's time to sell. sell, sell. What is it? Do you do you make an? Did you? Buy enough to make a difference. About like uh, five hundred shares. So yeah, so five dollars. Okay. No, actually, I did more than that. Sorry, I did thirteen dollars. So yeah, dollars. So yeah. Well, I told you. So, so you made so twenty six bucks. Like your favorite number or what? No, it was just it. Honestly, what it was is I bought on the inflation part, or not inflation, but the increase part. So, and they always tell you like in the stock market, if it goes down and then it goes up and it goes down and it keeps going down, don't buy. But it, when it goes up and then down and then up, you buy on the second the second range up. Um, okay. and so that's what i did when it was because it was at zero cents it was not even worth a penny yet and then i bought it at two and that was when like franco did it and everything like that i had a buddy of mine that put in like three thousand dollars on it now he made seven thousand dollars on top of it so you can't really complain on it but. on these penny stocks he's like buy fifty thousand dollars worth of, i'm like bro i i have like 80 bucks in yeah <laughs> i don't know what you think i'm gonna buy fifty thousand dollars. like if you would have yeah. bought a hundred thousand dollars you'd be a millionaire i'm like if i had a hundred thousand dollars i wouldn't be worrying about it Right. That's it, right? <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, I'm sitting over here, like, you know, a few grand in my bank account, and I'm like, oh, I'm oh, that's amazing. Whiskey. I can, I can. Oh yeah, yeah. The problem is, I drink my whiskey, so my bottles aren't worth shit. 
Just hold that's on to them. You got at resale value. Yeah, I could sell half a bottle for full bottle price. Bottles <laughs> <laughs> will be worth seventy dollars someday. Right. We just need to get really good at resealing, and then throw like Jim Beam mixed with something good in there. Put an actual no, I'm just kidding. We wouldn't actually than... do that. I mean, Chris wants uh, Jack Daniels. If you did that, he wouldn't. Yeah, I was gonna say at least make it Jack Daniels, would you? <laughs> okay. Oh my bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We'll do Evan Williams really to fuck with people. <laughs> I don't mind Evan Williams. The it's bottle so bad. Label, the bottle and bond isn't bad. I had old granddad's old granddad recently bottled and bond, and that's actually pretty good too. One of my top, one of my favorite cheaper bottle and bond bourbons. Yeah, yeah, I think I paid twenty four bucks for it before the ten dollars off seventy five dollars at Bevmo. So I don't think I've had old granddad or uh well. Anyways, I'm just gonna go with old tub. Being the bottled and bond, have you had that, Chris? Or no? The old tub's real good. I like the old tub. That's another Jim Beam product. Yeah, it is. Yep. You're welcome. The, <laughs> that's, Jim, that's the Jim Beam product that they got right. I love the 17 bucks here in Pennsylvania. I can't beat yeah. that with a stick. 19, Damn it! You we still beat 18, us. We got 19, 18 or 19. Yeah. There you go. This but is still a dollar bottle. Two bucks. I mean, what you know. If you're talking about E.H. Taylor and he can get it for 50 and we're paying 100 Yeah. Yeah, I mean. When you can find it. When you can find it. Yeah, it's tough. But it's just crazy how times have changed. It's crazy how limited bourbon is right now, how under undersupplied it is. Now, this comes back to the point that I always bring up because I'm an econ major. So I always think about like supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And to determine demand – for a whiskey, even even like a mid-ranged whiskey, so aged four to six years, like that's got to be a son of a bitch. There's no way, right? And that's that's. I mean, and two, you have a a big issue with COVID. Yeah. More people are probably drinking now than ever. I was gonna say, which raised supply more now than ever because people are or stuck. Demand at least. Yeah. Yeah. And and right. Yeah, and now you have this big, like you have a black market for other whiskeys beyond Pappy. Mm-hmm. Like Pappy used to be the only one. The rest you could find whenever you want. I mean, Diva and I, what, three years ago, we'd go to Total Wine and we could find whatever bourbon we wanted. Yeah. Now you go much. to Total Wine and half the shelf is empty. I don't or, know. Do you guys have Total Wine out, out there? No, we're, so we're Fine Wine and Good Spirits is the okay. name of it. Okay. There's a total wine. I think Delaware has total wine, which is right next to us. And then New Jersey is like Joe's Canals or something like that. Interesting. I, w- I was going to say fine wine and good spirits is it's a very nice name, no, though. It is. <laughs> they suck. So they're the worst fucking company I've ever heard. When it, when it comes to liquor, they again, the drops that they do, the website literally crashes every Wednesday. Every, it's called Whiskey Drop Wednesday at some point on Wednesday, they drop the good stuff. They drop the Stag Juniors, they drop the Wellers, they drop the EH Taylors. And because of COVID, they pushed everything online rather than store drops. So you go on and you don't know when it is. So everybody's just sitting there, refresh, refresh, refresh. It drops. Somebody posts it in a Facebook. They put it in a Facebook group. They put it on a Discord. And all of a sudden, two minutes later, the website crashes because they it's government run. It's state run. So they can't, they don't care they don't know that everything so well 
so well. It's like trying to go to the DMV and buy a liquor bottle. It just I can't help but think of Zootopia. <laughs> right. It's With just flash. the weird system. Yeah, flash. Yeah. No, it's, I think that's crazy too like i didn't mean to cut you guys off on that but if you think of like streaming or demand in that sense like i mentioned it before with pokemon cards basketball cards like football cards baseball um it's nuts and now these people were talking about these underground stuff and now they're reselling they're buying scalpers are buying these four or five 20 boxes and then all of a sudden they go online and they flip it for double triple the price and people mm -hmm. still buy it and there's nothing in them half the time mm -mm. of course not they resell them most of these people they they know they're not done they have a resealer to where they come down they cut them they open it they repackage it Yep. The best well, it's just like them. those sneaker people. They oh, yeah. crazy. I don't understand. The, I mean, I understand the supply and demand concept of if you find something good, you can resell it. The Pokemon cards are a little, I mean, there's a Charizard sitting somewhere in my attic in my parents' house or something. That yeah, I I'm coming out to Philadelphia to get that Charizard just so you know. <laughs> I had a bunch of them that my parents probably threw them out or something, but it's crazy just like what people are paying for some of this shit these days. Well, my dad took mine when he moved when I moved to my mom's. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, I have everything but the holographics. Yeah, I think it's it's crazy when you look at it and think about all the money that our parents put into it and now what it can be worth. Like right. I have a card that is worth a pretty penny. It's a Pikachu one. I have another one that's like a, a retro bubble store, like the first generation that it came out. And even without it being graded and stuff, it's still $180. And graded, it's $11,000. Like as long as 10 or 9. And I was just you telling that. Yeah, I know, right? And then I was talking to Devo and Rob, and my dad just gave me a card today because he has three of them, and we were just curious because my dad's been big in like the sports world of buying them, and uh, he has three, or so, he probably has more than that, but I know he has three because he showed me them today, uh, LeBron rookie cards. And so I just looked them up just because and non-graded, it was like $450, and then graded, it's $20,000, $15,000. Like, that's crazy, and I'm going to send it in. I told him I'd invest in it, and I'd like, send it in to see. How much we get back is like one hundred and ten dollars, and then when it comes back, even if it's a grade seven, it's still like four thousand dollar card. Right? Fuck. All right, it's cool. crazy that whole market. Um, I don't mean to change the topic, but Chris, something that we just hit on in our last episode that I just want to get your opinion. Maybe it hasn't released yet. Shit, was it the one that's going to release on the thirtieth? It is the twenty eighth. You mean? <laughs> 30. Oh, yeah. yeah Should I keep saying that? I, well, I, switched I did on that Insta. on TikTok. I, I, oh, I was it on Insta? Insta? Yeah. Thank you. There is the 30th of February if anyone listened to our episode. Um, if you had, you don't have any bourbon, right? Okay. You have $200 to buy five bottles. What do you buy? Oof. That's what we said. As he turns around, <laughs> I turn around to the wall. That's tough. $200 to buy five bottles. And I can buy like multiple of one bottle if I really enjoyed it or something. Whatever you want. Like we kind of broke it down by like you can only have five bottles at the time. I so, had three uh, rise on my list, by the way. Okay. Yeah, like my breakdown was you have a high price, like a specialty, special occasion bourbon, which I did like Jefferson's Ocean because I like that it has a story. Big fan of the Jefferson's lawn. It's very good. Yeah. Um, but I did like high price, like nice drinker when friends are over then i had like my daily drinker a mixer and then a rye that's how i broke it down but you can break it down however you want but i wanted to get your insight on to you know what your five bottles would be and okay. those are the only five bottles you can have those are the only i can ever have right now okay so i can tell you number one as if we're going to break it down into like a specialty bourbon is mckenna henry 10 year have you guys had okay. that yet 
we're trying to find that yeah, one we for are. less than like 120 bucks. Right. So it's 55 out here again when it's on the shelf. It's literally one of my favorite bottles that I have. Um, it's a single barrel. It's a 10 year. It's a bottled and bond. It's got everything that you're looking for when it comes to a bourbon. That um, was the one that you just posted on, right? Yeah. So I just posted that today. That'll be out on my my YouTube tomorrow. Not to thankfully this will be out after that because I don't want to give any hints away on what what the scoring is going to be on that. <laughs> but that's one of my favorite bottles. I love the Henry. They just everything about it. It just sips so well. It's a hundred proof bourbon because it's a bottle and bond. So you're getting the proof. You're getting the age. You're getting pretty much everything that comes along with it. So that's fifty five bucks. So now I'm down to like one forty five. Um, another one you mentioned the the old Forester before. I love the old Forester. So a lot of people actually like the old Forester uh, 1920. I like the old Forester 1910 a little bit better than I like the old Forester 1920. I have 1920. I haven't popped it yet. Okay. But I have two 1910s from that $45 box. So we go back to the the oak, the oak taste on those. The yeah. 1920 has a little bit more of an oak flavor to it than the 1910 does. And I'm not the biggest fan when it comes to the oak. So me and Coach might agree. He might like the 1910 a little bit more than he likes the 1920. The 1910 is one of the smoothest bourbons I've ever had. Love the 1910. And yeah, again, so people, I don't know if you've ever seen people mix it. They make it the 1915. Have you seen that? No, I have not no. seen that. There's literally a... a Etsy page, there's a Facebook page, all to making the same exact labels for an old Forester, but they changed the 1910 and the 1920 to a 1915, and people mix it 50-50, a one-to-one, and they call it 1915. People love it. crazy. I've never tried it, and I have both, so I should probably end up trying it. So I would go McKenna Henry, old Forester, 1910. So you're what, 90 bucks for three bottles now? 90 bucks in. Then I would have to I would have to put the I like Russell's Reserve. We talked about the the Long Branch line, the yeah. Wild Turkey. Long Branch is good. The Wild Turkey 101 is good. I think Russell's is kind of like that middleman between those two, where it's very smooth. It's a little watered down compared to like the the Long Branch, but I think it's a little smoother than like the 101 there. And I think that runs 40 bucks, 40, 35 to 40 bucks where I'm at. The uh, the Russell's ten year, yeah. 35. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's our Vegas episode, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love I love the the ten year. So what's that put us at? Like one, one twenty. You only got bucks left. <laughs> Looks like going Jack Daniels. <laughs> A bottle of Jack Daniels, right? <laughs> so I would I would honestly put the old tub in there. I would put the old tub in there if I'm picking if I only have five bottles. Seventeen dollars. It's Jim Beam's, I think, one of their best lines, one of their best bottles in that in that lower end value line compared yeah, to like absolutely. Devil's Cut or there anything like that. I think that's arguably one of the best under twenty dollar bottles out there. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree. It's gotta be at least one of the closest down there to yeah. under twenty dollar bottles. And I don't think that leaves me with much room. This is I tough. You, no, you're at I'm at four bottles. One fifty, I think. I I want to say 150. Oh, I have 200. One, 160. You're so right. maybe 40 bucks. So yeah, I'm at 160. So I have another $40 bottle. Hmm. I would probably go. So we, oh, this is so tough. I, I was going to say, you were saying Basil Hayden was uh, one of your go to. I say Basil Hayden, but Basil Hayden, I don't love myself anymore. I love it as a um, beginner bourbon as far as like, 
introducing somebody to but but we'll we'll go back to the the four rows of small batches 35 bucks out here i i could keep four rows of small batch on my shelf all day i would drink that now considering everything that everything that i like about it definitely i think those are five good choices we can tell you aren't a rye fan i am not a big i like i like a high rye low proof bourbon but i'm not the biggest like straight on rye fan i get that i get that um devo's i think the only real rye fan i really enjoy pikesville um that's a really good rye i should have put pikesville in my i found that mid what is it midnight summer dram midwinter summer dram i think that one out here it's like 100 bucks that's the um oh what is high west right yes yes yep that one I think out here is about a hundred bucks. I don't know if that's an upcharge or if that's just what it is. Yeah, I haven't found it out here in Pennsylvania. So not I've seen posts on Dan the Bourbon Man, but other than that, that's about it. Um, I have not had it. I heard but it's I, a good car the rise go. I've heard high or I know High West makes a good I loved their double rye for the price point. Yep. That was a heck of a rye. I, I, I liked it in the Manhattan as well. I had at Pikesville yesterday for the first time in a little bit, and that's such a smooth that's ride. So good, but but yes, I get that. I'm more of a bourbon guy anyway. But but yeah, I appreciate you. Question, though. What's that? That's a tough question though. Five to just pick five. We we talked about it basically on our whole topic, but yeah. I wanted to get your input on that. So they'll they'll get to hear your input before they hear ours because we record our special after a regular episode the Saturday prior to releasing the special. Gotcha. So we do two specials a month. And so they'll actually hear your thought on that before they'll hear ours. Beautiful. So, um, but yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. It's, it's been a pleasure getting to discuss bourbon with you. And I think it just kind of talks to how cool the bourbon culture is right now. Absolutely. And I really appreciate you appreciate you guys having me on here. This has been a lot of fun. Um, meeting new people in the uh, whiskey and bourbon community is kind of what it's all about. That's how I got started in doing it in the first place. So definitely, definitely. And I think bourbon is much better shared with others anyway. At this point, I feel like there's a lot more people in, involved in the, I don't know what it is about bourbon that everybody's kind of hyped about right now, but um, I'm sure it'll move into something new in the next year or whatever it is that that it takes to to move it definitely hopefully not before we become rich and famous that's it that's all we're waiting for right (laughs) (laughs) well thanks so much for coming on chris and uh we look forward to uh working with you in the future absolutely guys have a good night you too talk to you later and as always keep it neat friends